What's going on, everybody? Jason Frosto for TennisUnleashed.net, and welcome to this episode of The Breaking Point. I'm going to give you my preview and predictions for the 2023 Shanghai Masters Series event. If you want to find out who I think is coming through to win this event and why, stay tuned. It's coming up next. All right, so let's find out who some of the players are that are not showing up to the 2023 Shanghai Masters Series event. We know Novak Djokovic is going to skip the Asian swing. He's not going to be at this event. We also know that other players have pulled out. We've got Denis Shapovalov out of the event, Alexander Bublik, Roberto Batista Agut, Matteo Berrettini is out of this event, Borna Chorich is skipping this event, Emil Rusevori is also not going to be playing, Milos Ronic is out, Kei Nishikori is out of this event. He came back, played some challengers in the summer, was looking pretty good, and then played Atlanta, and we haven't seen him in the last two months, so I'm assuming, again, another injury situation, unfortunately, for him. We've also got Wu Yibing out, Dominic Kepfer as well, so there's quite a few notable names that are not playing this event, but even with all those players out of the Shanghai Masters, this thing's going to be absolutely stacked from top to bottom. The quality on the ATP Tour, in my opinion, is deeper than it's ever been before. Even if Djokovic makes it look like there's a lack of depth on the Tour, Truly, at this point in time, we do have a very deep tour with players in the two and 300 range that are going to come through qualifying and have the ability to potentially win a couple rounds in this event. So with Djokovic out, let's look at the first quarter here, right? We've got Carlos Alcaraz as the top seed in his section. Nuno Borges, Gregor Barrier, we got Alexander Muller in this half. We've also got Dan Evans here who looked pretty good against Yannick Sinner earlier this week, but was a little bit overpowered by Sinner at the end of the day. Dimitrov's here, Alexander Vukic is in this area, right? And then we also have Karen Hatchinoff, who just won the 250 event about a week and a half ago in China. He's also been looking pretty good. All right, so what are my picks in this section? Possible upsets in this section include Alexander Vukic over Grigor Dimitrov. Dimitrov looked good this week beating Holger Rune in a matchup in Beijing. But I do think there's a potential for Dimitrov to come into this event and possibly be a little bit tired. Vukic looked really good in Atlanta this summer, making the finals there before losing in that 250 event. And while Vukic doesn't have any necessarily massive standout weapons, he's always going to be a tough out. Dimitrov can be a little bit spotty with his consistency, and for that reason, I have Vukic possibly upsetting Dimitrov in the second round. My possible dark horse to get through this section, even though he's a seed, Karen Hatchinoff, right, as the 13th seed, looked good and won the 250 final in China about a week and a half ago against Yoshihito Nishioka and beat him in straight sets and looked very good there. He followed that up in Beijing, lost early to Lorenzo Musetti, but I think he lost that match more on fatigue than anything going from one tournament to another. So if we're going to have a dark horse pick in this section, I think it's possible that Hatchinoff is well-rested coming into the Shanghai Masters. A lot of these players, if they lose early in another event, they'll show up to the next event and they have plenty of time to get used to the courts the speed and the conditions and they get acclimated really quickly. If you win an event the previous week and end up showing up pretty late to the next event, it's tough to get acclimated and get the proper rest and get used to the courts in time. So you have a pretty big disadvantage if you've won the week before and show up to another event with one day of practice. Having said all that, my pick to get through this section is going to be Carlos Alcaraz. He's had an incredible season, right? He's looked very good from top to bottom. His U.S. Open loss to Medvedev was a little bit surprising in the fashion that it happened. 
but I have him getting through this quarterfinal. All right, let's look at the second quarter now, right? We've got Taylor Fritz as the top seed at number seven in this section. We also have Francis Tiafo as the 10 seed. Both of these guys had good runs at the US Open with Fritz bowing out to Djokovic in that event pretty easily and pretty handily. Fritz did have a very solid summer hardcourt season, but he did have a couple bad losses to Djokovic, which I think were a little bit unexpected. So we've got some really interesting players in this section, right? We've got Sonigo, Jordan Thompson, Nicholas Sherry, Lehechka, Diego Schwartzman got a wild card here. We also have Luca Van Asch, who's a younger up-and-coming player. Then we've got Watanuki and Jun Chen Sheng, who's also a very young up-and-coming player. So we've got a lot of good players in this section. If I look at possible upset specials, though, I'm looking at Luca Van Asch over Lehechka, possibly in round two. Van Asch is an up-and-coming player, top 100 player. I believe he's 19 years old and has a very well-rounded game. Another potential second-round upset here, though, Shang, right? I'm looking for him to potentially beat Taylor Fritz in round two. Even though Fritz is extremely solid on hard courts, Shang is an up-and-comer, and a lot of times players in this age range, especially guys that are in that 18 to 21-year-old age range, will take some big leaps throughout the season. Shang is left-handed and will go to Fritz's two-handed backhand, which is a very solid weapon. If Shang's able to exploit that Fritz backhand, there's a chance he could slip through this match in the second round. So those are my potential upset specials in this quarter. My dark horse to possibly get through this section, right, is Nicholas Sherry. He has a huge game. He's a very tall player and just blasted his way through Stefano Tsitsipas earlier this week in Beijing, right? Had a very good result there, and he just has a really big game. So for some reason, he's able to put that power game together, right? He's got Tiafo in his half, and Tiafo handles power really well. But you never know, maybe Jerry can put it together and kind of overpower Francis in this section. I do see Francis Tiafo coming through this section. Francis is very good on hard courts, very energetic player, right, and very explosive. I do think Tiafo gets through this quarter. All right, guys, we're moving on to quarter number three, right? We've got Tsitsipas as the top seed at number four here. We also have Cam Nori in this section who's had quite a bit of a hot and then very cold season. And we've got some really strong players in this section. Right? We've got Ugo Umber, who was really good last week. We've got Jan Leonard Struff, who had a very good clay court season, then went down an injury and hasn't had a lot of matches since he came back from that injury. And then we also got some other players like Matteo Arnoldi, Popperin, who's had a very good season this year. And those guys are both young guys who are both on the rise on the tour. And we also have JJ Wolf in this section who can be very explosive. So I really like this section because I think this is a really unpredictable section, right? The top two seeds in this section Nori and Tsitsipas have been both very cold in the last couple of months. Tsitsipas hasn't won an event since late July when he won Los Cabos, but since then he's taken a lot of bad losses and you have to kind of wonder, is his focus really there or are guys just sort of exploiting his game? And my potential upset specials in this section, we've got Ugo Umber potentially over Tsitsipas in round two. And then also Matteo Arnoldi, who's a young up and coming Italian, 22 years old, with a very big game, possibly over Struff in round two. Struff lacking matches, coming back from injury. This is a potential upset special. And my dark horse pick to come through this is the lefty Umber. If he comes through, he'd be my dark horse pick. Having very good recent match history. And then again with Sitsipas really struggling. 
My guy that I think is going to come through this actual section, though, I'm going to kind of pick the unlikely person at this point. It's going to be Cam Nori. So I see Cam Nori putting some matches together here. Sitsipas again, struggling a lot lately. It'll be interesting to see if Steph can put something together. But my pick to get through this section this time, Cam Nori. All right, we look at quarter number four, right? Tommy Paul as the 12 seed, the top seed in this section is Andre Rublev. Now, Tommy Paul has really struggled lately, and there are some players that could pose some difficulty for him, right? We've got Artur Fies floating around in this section. Davidovich Vakina has been playing very well. Manorino has had an incredible season and year at the age of 35. People haven't expected that out of him at this point, right? We've got Karatsev down there and then Shevchenko. So this is a really interesting section with Tommy Paul being very cold coming into this, right? Just took a pretty substantial beatdown from Daniil Medvedev in the first round in Beijing. I think it was two and one. Offner comes into this event being very hot, right? Playing an indoor tournament last week and doing very well. So I see a potential upset special of Offner over Paul in the second round here. And then my potential dark horse to get through this section is going to be Fees, especially if Offner's able to take out Tommy Paul in round two. Who knows what will happen with that potential matchup? Maybe Tommy's just going to kind of put it together and get a good string going again. But I think confidence is lacking a little bit in him. So if this opens up for Fees, right, and he's able to get past Davidovich Vakina, who we know is a very tough out for anybody. Maybe he gets through as a dark horse in this section. But I am going to pick as my guy to get through here. It's going to be Andre Rublev, right? Big fire, big power game. Looked very good at the U.S. Open before bowing out there. I do think Rublev is going to safely get through this quarter. Now let's take a close look at quarter number five. If you want to talk about wide open quarters, it doesn't get much more wide open than this, right? We can see you've got Casper Ruud here as a guy who made the French Open finals but has really struggled since then, right? The only thing he's done is had another showing in a final in Bastad in the summer on clay. He hasn't done much of anything on hard courts, and we see this section, right? We've got some interesting players sprinkled throughout here. So we've got Christopher Eubanks, who had that big run at Wimbledon, but has struggled since Wimbledon, had that big showing there and played a big power game. Can he do something at the tour level on hard courts and really show out there? Then we've got Greek Spore, who's always a tough out and has had a very good year. And then we've got Damon Auer sitting at the bottom, the demon, who very consistent and can run a lot of balls down but doesn't have any major weapons off the ground. So I guess we look at this, right? And we look for the possible upset specials. My main upset special pick here, right? Potentially Nishioka, who had a nice run at a 250 in China about a week and a half ago before losing to Hatchinoff in the final there. Nishioka possibly over Casper Rude. We'd have to see if Nishioka can take his forehand cross court to Rude's backhand and really break that side down. We do know that Rude is susceptible to hitting weaker balls off his backhand and potentially leaving a lot of backhand short. So can Nishioka get to round two and possibly exploit that backhand? I guess we'll have to find out. My next upset special would potentially be the qualifier that's coming through to play Hanfman in the first round. If that qualifier gets through and plays Eubanks in the second round, that could be another potential upset special. Eubanks has a big game, but he hasn't put anything together since Wimbledon that shows me that he's going to really truly fulfill that 29 seed. I'd love to see him do it, but he's got to start getting some wins on hard. So I think He's a potential upset special in round two as well. And then my dark horse in this section is going to be Nishioka. And the simple reason is that because Nishioka, if he gets past Kasparud for any reason, right, 
things potentially open up for him if Eubanks goes down as well in second round. Now he's looking at playing possibly the demon, right, to get into the quarters there. So it's a good opportunity for Nishioka to possibly squeak through here and have a really good showing. And then in this quarter, I just want to kind of throw in a one to watch, right? It's going to be Warinka versus Lajevic in the first round. Again, it's Stan the Man with that gigantic bazooka one-handed backhand. The guy's out there at 38 years old and still looking incredible on the tour. So that's kind of my one to watch in this section right there. You got to appreciate Stan and the fact that he's out there and still being extremely competitive and winning matches. But my pick to get through this quarter is going to be the Demon. I think with the consistency and the potential for a lot of upsets in this quarter section, I think the Demon gets through and makes a quarterfinal appearance in Shanghai. All right, now let's move on to quarter number six. And if you want to talk about wide open again, we've got Holger Runa as the top seed here as the number three seed. And then we've got Hubert Hercotch, right, as the number 16 seed here. We've got Musetti in this section, and we've also got Brandon Nakashima, Zapata Morales, and we've got Fabio Fanini receiving a wild card here. This section is extremely wide open. Runa has had a back injury and went down early at the U.S. Open. They're saying his back is healed right at this point, but then he went down to Dimitrov in Beijing in straight sets there. And again, not 100% sure if this guy is 100% healthy or it's even becoming a mental thing a little bit at this point. But we've got Hercotch up there who made a nice run at the U.S. Open as well. So I guess the question is in this section, what are some of my potential upset specials? All right, so my first upset special potentially in this quarter, right, is Zhang over Echeverry. I think Zhang has a very big game. He's playing in his home country, right? And he's playing with a lot of confidence off of his success at the U.S. Open. He plays very well in hard courts. The question is, can he pull off an upset here? I do think he has the potential to do that. Another possible upset, right, is Max Purcell, who had a pretty good summer hardcourt season, potentially to beat Musetti in round two. Musetti, a little bit weak on the forehand, likes to play really far back in the court. Purcell has an all-court game, has no massive weapons, but he does serve very well, and he can follow that into the net. And if Musetti's standing really far back, there's a chance Purcell could come in and take advantage of that. So that's another potential upset in this quarter. And then I'm going way out on a limb for my dark horse pick for this section. I'm going to say Fabio Fonini, right, who's been out on the Challenger Tour and trying to get some matches in and has been doing pretty well on the Challenger Tour, could potentially float through this as a dark horse. If he can get by Kokonakis in the first round and possibly get past her catch in the second round, things really open up because again, Musetti in this section, very susceptible to losing on hard courts. So I think if Fonini can get by his first round match and squeak by Hercotch somehow, right, find a little bit of fire and a little bit of form, he could get through this quarter as a potential dark horse. But my main pick to get through this quarter is going to be Hubert Hercotch. Good form in the U.S. Open, has a massive serve, is extremely solid on his backhand side, right? Is very tough to beat. Hercotch isn't going to beat himself. You really have to find a way to beat him or to break him in that massive serve. His weakness truly is his forehand side. It's not a massive strength, but it's something you can attack, and he does have problems finishing points on that side. So I'm going to pick her catch to get through this and get into the quarters. All right, guys, on to quarter number seven, right? We've got Yannick Sinner up there in very good form this week. We've also got Zverev down there who beat him at the U.S. Open. And it's a very tough matchup for him. Other players floating through here that are potentially very dangerous. We've got Ben Shelton in here who coming off that really, really good U.S. Open run and also had a good run at the Australian Open. We've got Marcos Giron in here, Tyro Daniel, Sebastian Baez, 
Paul Munar, we got Andy Murray in here and a very informed Roman Safulin, right? Who's had a very good year this year as well. So we get a lot of strong players in this section, possible upsets that could happen. So let's take a look at some of my upset specials here. My first possible upset to look out for would be possibly Marcos Giron over Sinner in round two. And the reason is because Sinner showed potential injury this last week in his match with Dan Evans in Beijing, and he's also making a run there. He may come into Shanghai a little fatigued or potentially hurt. Giron lost a little bit earlier in the event that he was playing in and should be getting to Shanghai in plenty of time to get used to the surface and the conditions. He is a very tough out and a very good player, sometimes maybe just lacking a little bit in some strategy areas and or confidence. But I do think if Sinner comes into this situation a little bit tired, there is a chance for a possible upset special there. And then another possible upset special, right? Roman Safulin, right? Who's been playing very, very well, possibly over Zverev in round two, citing similar reasons to Sinner, right? Zverev has played a ton of tennis this year. He's getting back into form and he's playing very well, but he could be tired coming off of the runs that he's made in the last couple of weeks and even at the US Open. Cumulative effect potentially of being tired and if Safflin is in very good form, there's a potential for him to potentially win this match and cause that upset in round two. And then my dark horse to get through this section is a possibly in-form Ben Shelton. He's only 20 years old. He's still rising and coming up as a player, and he's continuing to build his massive weaponry with that serve and forehand, right? And he's only going to get more confidence. So you have some really interesting matchups in this section, and if for some reason Zverev goes down early here, things really open up for Shelton, and I do think he's capable of being a dark horse in this section. But my pick to get through this section overall and make it through this quarter is an inform Alexander Zverev. Even if he's tired coming off of all these different events over the summer hardcourt season and now into the fall, Zverev has Sinner's number. And the way Sinner plays this big boom, boom game, it sort of plays into Zverev's hands. He's comfortable weathering the storm of all that power. And I do think Zverev We'll probably meet Sinner in this section and beat him in a tight match. All right, guys, and let's look at the last quarter, right? We've got Felix Auger-Aliassime here as the 14th seed. We've got Medvedev coming in as the number two seed. Sebastian Korda is in here as the 26th seed, and we've got Sarundalo as the 20th seed. There are some other tough players sprinkled throughout this section. We've got Ket Jmanovic, who's had a little bit of a tough year this year. We've got Mackenzie McDonald, who's a very tough out. And then we got Fucevic, up at the top with Ali Asim. Now let's go ahead and look at some of the potential upsets in this section. We know that OJ Ali Asim has really struggled this year. His backhand has been a massive liability and guys have been able to really isolate that side and take advantage of it. For that reason, Fucevic, right? A good solid all-around player who's someone who could go backhand to backhand with Felix pretty easily is a potential upset in round two here. The next potential upset is going to be Mackie McDonald, who plays very well on hard courts, right, and is building his confidence and looked pretty good throughout this year with some really nice wins. He could potentially beat Sarundal in round two here as well. And then the last potential upset, this one I'm very leery of, but it could be Kecmanovic over Sebastian Korda. I think Sebastian Korda has a ton of potential to be a top 10 player, but one key area he's hurting in a little bit or lacking in 
is a little bit in his movement, and I think that makes him susceptible to losing to different players on any given day. And until he improves that area of his game, he's going to be susceptible to losses to players on the tour. He has to find a way at six foot five to become a better mover to have that more consistent output day in and day out. My potential dark horse to get through this section is going to be Mackenzie McDonald. He's got some really good wins this year, right? Beat Andre Rublev this summer has a very big game. He moves well. There's nothing about his game potentially where he has a massive weapon, but he's solid on both sides, has pretty equal miles per hour and MPH on both those sides, and could do damage pretty equally off of both. So I think McDonald is a very tough out, and I think he could be a potential dark horse to come through this section, especially because he has Ali Asim right at the top as the 14th seed in his area. But my overall pick to get through this quarter is going to be Daniil Medvedev. He's had a very good year, right? U.S. Open run to the final there, losing to Djokovic, which was a little surprising that it wasn't tighter, but had a very good run in the U.S. Open. Looks really good this week in Beijing and is making a nice run there. He's just a very tough out. And I think if Medvedev comes through and he's not too fatigued from the last week or so, he's going to come through and get through this quarter. All right, so let's get to my quarterfinal matchups and picks. We've got Alcaraz versus Tiafo in the first quarterfinal. I've got Alcaraz winning this match pretty comfortably against Francis. I think he does this in straight sets, something like 6-4 and 7-6. My next quarterfinal, right, we've got Nori versus Andre Rublev. I think Rublev basically blasts through Cam in this match and takes this one in a pretty competitive 6-4, 7-5 type of scenario. The next quarterfinal that we've got is going to be the Demon, Damon Hour versus Hercotch, who has a nice little comeback run here. I do think that Hercotch is going to win this particular matchup. He's got that giant serve. The Demon serves very well, but I've got Hubie winning this quarterfinal. And then in quarterfinal number four, I've got Zverev versus Medvedev, and I've got Zverev taking this match this time. He did win their last match in Cincinnati, even though Medvedev owns the career head-to-head Nine to seven, I think Zverev coming in very good form, finding his range, getting back into the top 10 area of the rankings now. I think he's going to solidify his spot in the top 10 and not just the top 10. I think he's going back to the top five and he has a very big game. Zverev also has room to improve his forehand side. And if he improves the technique on his forehand a little bit, watch out because he's got a very good serve and he's got a very, very good backhand. So I see him winning this quarterfinal matchup. Let's move on to the semis now, right? We've got Alcaraz versus Rublev in semi number one. I think Alcaraz wins this pretty handily over Andre. The ball striking is about the same, but the big advantage to Alcaraz here really lies in the movement department. And then semi number two is going to be Hercatch versus Zverev. I've got Zverev winning the battle of consistency, just a little bit better overall than Hercatch, and I think he wins this match. All right, and then in the finals, we've got Alcaraz versus Zverev here, guys, and I think Alcaraz wins this in a potential tight two or maybe even three sets. He just has a little bit more weaponry. Then Zverev has, he has a bigger forehand and he moves better overall front to back and even side to side. So really interesting match and results here in Shanghai. These are my predictions, my preview and picks. If you agree with these picks or don't agree with these picks, leave your comments below. Tell me what you think. Am I completely out of my mind with these picks and way off base? Is somebody else going to come through and do some damage here and open this drop? You know, am I being too conservative with my picks? 
I'm Jason Frosto for TennisUnleashed.net. That was it for our preview of Shanghai and our episode of The Breaking Point. If you found this video helpful in any way or you found it entertaining, make sure you smash it like and subscribe button if you want to see more episodes like this of The Breaking Point. I'll see you next time. Thank you.